First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will clearly see to take the speck out of your brother's eye. See, we're guilty of being hypocrites when we don't, in humility, realize, God, I have my own flaws. I have my own mistakes that I have to deal with. But notice he says that if we do this correctly, first take the log out of your own eye. In humility, admit our faults. And the moment we admit our faults, we say, God, I admit I need to take this, this, this problem out of my life. Then once we remove that big log from our eye, we are now able to see clearly to help properly remove the speck from their eye. But he says that the stuff that you're dealing with is often way more heavy than what, you're, what they're dealing with, and yet you want to focus on this. And I think we do a really poor job of this as, as believers in the United States is we tend to focus on other people's sin and say, man, it's really bad. I don't want to be like them. And we focus on these things that we make a big deal. And we want to for, forget about the things that we're doing wrong. Like what I do, that's not a big deal, but that over there, that's really a big deal. And I think the teaching here, because I, I wrestled this for a while, as I read this through and I read this through and I read this through, I said, I said, God, it could be that we have our own kind of closet sin, our, our secret hidden sin. No one else sees, but we know what we have. And, and, and we see someone else and it seems more obvious. We want to point that out. And so maybe that's the log Jesus is speaking to. But the more I read it, the more I said, I think what he's actually communicating is not so much that, that sin that might still be in our life as much as it is, it is that judgmental spirit that we hold on to. That self-righteous attitude can become the log that's in our own eye that we want to take the, 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 the little speck out of theirs, but we can't even see clearly to be able to do that. And so for purposes of our illustration this morning, what we're talking about this morning, I want to try to attempt as much as possible, and life never works out this cleanly, but I want to attempt as much as possible to put people into two categories. Uh, one category over here, these are the people, and maybe we have some sort of past, maybe we have some baggage in the past, but we know God's forgiven that and, and he set us free from all that stuff. And so what we do is we start to craft a world where we say we don't want all of that stuff. And, and there's a place for that. There's a proper place for that. But we get carried away with it. We say, I don't want any of that stuff. And so we start to put a protective bubble around us. Or more importantly, we start to put a protective bubble around our family. And we start to say, I want us to be like this. And I, and, and I want us to have all these things just right. And I don't want to associate with those people over there because they have a bunch of mistakes in their life. I don't want to be like them, and, and, and so I want to sit here, and, and I, I want to kind of protect my family. I want to protect the stuff that we have going on. And if it means we don't associate with those people at all, that's okay, because they still have a lot of problems in their life. That sounds fine, except for the moment we start to do that. It's very easy for us that there's kind of a snowball effect. We start off meaning to do well, but we can start to fall into this, this mindset of, I don't want to be like them. I don't want to have anything to do with them because what that badness could rub off on us. And here's what I started to see the more I started to study this. I started to see, again, going back to the idea that judgmentalism, when it's in somebody else, it's very easy to see. But when it's in us, it's hard to see. I see a lot of people, and we have come in contact, and they're really good people. And if, I, if, I, if you woke up this morning and asked, hey, do you want to be judgmental this morning? Is there anybody, if I asked you that question, is there anybody who would say, yes, I want to be judgmental this morning? No, like we don't, we don't consider ourselves bad people. We don't want to be judgmental. And so we say that, well, then I'm not judgmental. And if I am judgmental, it's only because the person over there is really, really bad. Like that's the only time it's okay to be judgmental is when that person over there, he's done a lot of bad stuff and it's so bad that it's okay for me now to point all out his flaws if they're really bad. 
Well, my question is, okay, how far is, is really bad? And we started to deal with a very real-life situation this week. Is, as I was wrestling with Scripture and kind of going through this, I, I thought, okay, who's the obvious example in society right now? And I started to think about big time in the news this week was, it was all over the news, the L.A. Clippers owner, Donald Sterling, made some terrible comments, some terrible remarks. And, and there's a place for him to be evaluated, and he was evaluated, and I think it was done properly. However, there was this, this uproar, and in the uproar, I started to see, because I had this discussion with my friend, and I was fired up about it. I'm like, dude, that was terrible, and all this stuff. And, and, and my friend, we started having this conversation. I haven't talked to him in years. We started to have this conversation, and I started to realize, even amidst this conversation, as upset as we can get when there's a wrong, and there's a righteous anger that's okay, we have to realize when we view somebody else as the enemy, then the, the, the idea that judgmentalism can come inside of us is very easy to jump to. If, I, if, if right now, if I have an enemy, the Bible says I'm not to wrestle against flesh and blood. If I have an enemy, then the spirit of judgmentalism is inside of me. If I view someone as they're, they're so bad, there's no way God could ever redeem them, then it's very possible the spirit of judgmentalism is already residing, is residing inside of me. And that's a dangerous spot to be. If I have an enemy, that's not their problem. That has become my problem. If, if I don't want to associate with someone because of all the bad stuff that they've done, then I have that idea that well, I want to keep this whole thing together and I don't want to be like them. And as soon as I do that, I start to point my finger at them because of their mistakes. And I stop viewing them, stop, stop viewing that person the way that God views them. And I cheapen the grace he's shown to me. See, it doesn't matter how bad they are. It doesn't matter the things that they've done. God still loves them. The Bible says that he is patient. He's long-suffering, not willing that any of them should die, but that they should come in, to him in repentance. And I need to view people the way that God views them. And so if I view them as the enemy, I'm not doing that. If I view them and say, but they're really, really bad, and I don't want to associate with them, and I don't want my family to associate with them. In fact, let's just pretend they don't exist. And let's look down our nose at people that don't look like us or talk like us or dress like us or act like us. To that attitude, Jesus speaks and says, but you're not supposed to judge. If you do judge, then there's a big, huge, giant log in your eye. So you have this group over here that kind of lives in a protective bubble, and they say, we don't really want to be judgmental, but they are. Then there's a group over here, and they're the ones who are sitting there, kind of, they're doing their own thing, and they know, man, I've made some mistakes and they'll be over here, and most of them are probably not believers, so, and they'll start to lob this charge against you because they know the Bible. Even though they don't necessarily claim to follow it, they know the Bible, and as soon as you start to speak up at all, they're like, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Jesus says don't judge, so you're not supposed to judge, and you're judging me. Now, just as a side note, as soon as they start to do that, what have they done? They're judging them. And so we get in this conundrum where on one side they're judging over here and on the other side they're over here saying, well, you're judging us and so now you're bad people. And we're just throwing rocks at each other. We're judging each other. And Jesus speaks directly into that mentality and says, hey guys, you're not supposed to judge. You're not supposed to condemn. You're not supposed to avenge. Now the people on this side would say, okay, we can kind of do whatever we want. There's no standards. And I will say this, I believe society is driving that this, is, that this is good, that this is wholesome, this is the way things should be, we shouldn't live in judgment, so go and do whatever you want. And so the question that I come back to is, okay, how do we find a balance? Because I don't want to go against Jesus' command to judge. But it would seem like in, in our society 
that if we're going to live and we're going to say, okay, we can never judge, we can, that means we can never evaluate things either. And thus we would have to lower our standards. Well, I don't think that's, that's the answer at all either. I don't think the idea is that we need to lower our standards. But I want us to get this because uh, there, there's, there's a story, and, and sometimes we can do this. Um, we, we can look at other people and say they've done so many bad things that I don't want to be like that. Or we can look at people making mistakes. We can almost laugh at their mistakes. Um, some of you guys know the name Charles Haddon Spurgeon. He's a famous English speaker from the 1800s, a pastor, phenomenal speaker. People came from all over the world to come hear him speak. And one day he was walking with some friends. They're, they're in town. They're walking with some friends. And, and a drunk guy walks out of a bar. He stumbles out of the bar, and he's falling down. It's obvious he's like really, really just out, out of control drunk. And, and so the guys start to laugh at him because it's almost laughable to see a guy in that condition. He falls down. And, and Charles Haddon Spurgeon says this. He says, everyone's kind of laughing. Everyone else is joking around, it, uh, joking around about it. And Spurgeon said, guys, but by the grace of God, that is me. But by the grace of God, I'd be doing the very same thing. You see, we start to sit in judgment of people. We start to diminish God's grace and to say, well, I don't want to be like that. God can still save them. My righteousness is not based upon the things that I do. And therefore, when I see someone making a mistake, it's not my position to sit in judgment. But it's also not my position to lower my standards. So how do we arrive at a balance of not sitting in judgment but not lowering our standards? Check this, check this idea out. When the standards that we hold people to are higher than the love we display for them, we're guilty of judging. When the standards we hold people to are higher than the love that we display for them, then we're guilty of being judgmental. And so what we have is we have on one side this this judgmental spirit that we can have or this, this judging people. And on the other side, we have love. And our love should always exceed our being in a position of judging. It's not that we're not supposed to evaluate things. It's not that we're, supposed to, or that we're not supposed to help people out. In fact, I would challenge you that we are. That sometimes people accuse you of judging and it's not necessarily judging, but it's more about the spirit by which we do things. If I'm sitting here being self-righteous, if I'm sitting here looking down my nose at other people because of the mistakes that I made, then I am being judgmental. But if I, in humility, look at how it says in verse 5, find humility, take the, the, the beam out of my own eye, and then say, because of the relationship that I have with you, because I love, I'm, I'm investing in you, I care about you, because of that, I'm now equipped to not look down my, my nose and point my finger and mock you for the mistakes you make. But I'm now able to, in love, admit my own faults. To say, man, listen, I'm, I'm not sitting here saying you're a bad person because of these mistakes. Because I've made some of the very same mistakes. But I care about you too much to, to continue to let you make those mistakes. It's about the attitude by which we do things. Being very careful because it's easy for the spirit of judgmentalism to come into our heart and the way we are reflected in culture. So a couple things real quick as we get ready to wrap this up. Because I don't think any of us want to sit in being judgmental. I think it just kind of creeps into our life. So four quick things, four quick questions I want to ask you. Just if, if you ever think, okay, maybe it's on me. Uh, maybe it's on me to, to figure out, am I being judgmental? And, and listen, before we go any further, I should have done this earlier on. But throughout this whole series, there's some ground rules we have to lay out. Uh, if, if we're going to talk about being judgmental, here's what I don't want I don't want you to listen through a message on, on a Sunday morning these next three weeks and to say, ooh, that was a good message. Those were some good points. So-and-so I know that I work with, they should be here to hear this message. They might be true. They might, they might should be here to hear the message. 
But if I'm sitting here thinking about all the other people that need to hear this message because they're too judgmental, guess what I've just done to them? I've judged them again. So as we reflect on each of these messages, next week we're going to talk about that there is a spot for us to, to evaluate a specific group of people. Uh, and then last week we'll talk about uh, how Jesus lives this out, finding the balance between uh, having the right relationship and loving people, but also holding them to a high standard. So as we do this, four questions I want you to ask. If you're thinking, okay, maybe there's a danger that that judgmentalism is starting to creep into my life. Four questions that I want to ask you real quick. Uh, question to ask to see if we're guilty of this. Number one, am I guilty of having a self-righteous attitude? Do I sit here and say, well, look at my life. We have it all together. We think we have this all worked out. I am a good Christian. If I think I'm a good Christian because of all the good stuff that I do, I'm missing what the grace of God is about. I'm not a good Christian because of what I do. I'm a Christian because of what Jesus did for me. That doesn't make me a good person because I do these things. And if I look at this and say, well, I'm a good person. They're bad people. Already there's a spirit of judgmentalism there. Second thing, have I been concerned with the small sins of people around me while excusing the big sins in my life or excusing the big sins in my friend's life? So I think sometimes we can find people who disagree with us and we can find faults with them. And meanwhile, the people who are closest to us are making some huge mistakes. And these are the people that we have a strong enough relationship with to speak truth into their life. And we just want to forgive and say, oh, it's no big deal. Kind of keep doing what you're doing. Am I quick to point out the flaws of other people and not quick to point out my own big flaws or the flaws of my close friends? Number three, and this is a tough one, but have I questioned the motives of people in my life? I don't think we're supposed to judge people. We're definitely not supposed to judge people's motives. I see people and they start to do the right thing. And I see even church people say, yeah, I know they're doing the right thing, but why are they doing that? as if there's some hidden ulterior motive for why they're doing that. Listen, they might be doing the right thing for the wrong reason, but that's not your spot to judge because you don't know their heart. And the moment we see good people doing good things, we start to question their motives. We put ourselves in a position of being God, and that's not our function. That's not our responsibility. Last question is this. Have I failed to show or share the love of Christ because of the way I feel about a specific person? Have I allowed my own personal conflict with someone to interfere with me showing God's love or sharing God's love. See, I think it's, it's easy for us to mask this judgmentalism in our life. When we start to think about specific people that we're supposed to be caring about, we're supposed to be loving, we said there's no way I could ever care about that person or love them because of the way they've treated me in the past. As soon as we do that, we're judging. And it doesn't mean we're bad people. It doesn't mean we're terrible Christians. It just means that we're not living out this command. And so Jesus looks at us and where we're at, and he says, think for a second about your past. Think about how much I forgave you. I was patient with you. And for some of us, it took a long time, and it was a, a whole season of our life where, G, where God had to get hold of our life, and we had to realize just what it meant to truly be redeemed by Jesus. And it took a long season for us to get there. We don't want to show the same patience. We don't want to view the person that we have this hostility towards. We don't want to show them the same patience or show them the same love. God says, but I was patient with you. We need to learn to extend that same grace to people we come in contact with. When we do that, when we start to view people through the lens that God views them, it changes our perspective on how we view the world. I'm not one to sit over here any longer and say, look at how bad they are. Look at how, how terrible that they are. Look, they're probably getting what they deserve. Instead, I say, hey, listen to humility. I've made mistakes. 
Let me build up a relationship. We start to talk these things through, and as we talk these things through, I can now earn the right to admit, man, I had this huge log in my eye. Let me take that out. I was judgmental about this. Let me take that out. And as I take it out, let's talk through, what's the wise choice in your life? How can we figure that out together? I'm not, I'm not sitting in judgment. I'm not the enemy working against you. I'm not throwing rocks and protesting and saying how much I hate you. Instead, I'm now able to speak the truth because of love. I'm allowed to speak the truth in love. It's our challenge. Judge not. We're not supposed to be the judge. We're not supposed to be the avengers. We're supposed to be the love. You know, be love to that person. Be able to speak truth in that love. Let's pray.